Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to The Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release, your premier kayak tournament source, bringing you epic guests, recaps, and upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks and Sam Jones. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. I know you guys are listening to this uh, morning, afternoon, or evening. So, uh, yeah, happy Friday. Sam, what's up, man? Not much, my friend. Not much. Just got off work. Just got home and, uh, you know, just trying to relax a little bit. Talk to you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound very fun. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I am looking forward. We got a pretty epic guest tonight. Birthday boy as well. Yeah, Josh so, Stewart, man. Happy heck birthday. Yeah. So. Happy birthday to Josh. Belated birthday now. But uh yeah, me and Josh, you know, October babies. So uh Heck man. Shout out to him. Pro Pro Series uh, champion and Challenge Series champion all around his birthday, man. Uh, that's that's a good present. That's the present that I was looking for, man. Uh, you know, my birthday was the day two days before the tournament, day before the tournament. I don't know, yeah. something like that. I was really hoping to cap off the season, and it just didn't happen, man. I was gifted with a bunch of fish, a ton of fish, but uh, just not not the right size. So I finished somewhere in the middle of the pack which is my typical uh, finish. <laughs> I'm very consistent this year. There you <laughs> right go. in the middle of the pack. So, half, half uh, Glass half full kind of guy. I like it. Yeah. Hey, now on a positive note, I did beat Brian in <laughs> rookie of the year standings. <laughs> what, what, what did you finish? Uh... And rookie, I think I finished like third or fourth. That's and pretty good. O- overall standings, I was 31st, 30th, 31st, something like that. That's not bad out of how many guys? 900 some. 
probably oh, yeah, out of guys. Now, of course, not all 900 guys fished all five yeah. events, you know, three Still. trails and, and regional and shit. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of how things shook out. There are, in a, and I made a post about this, there are definitely some – some areas of opportunity, some stuff I need to work on. I left some stuff on the table. I know, you know, where I went wrong in most cases. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll work on that in the off season and build towards, build towards doing better next year. Yeah. Yeah. You and Brian both had good seasons, man. I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's uh, anything to be upset about there. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it was a fun year too, and I'm glad that we got to travel together and fish together, and um, I'm looking forward to doing it again next season. Yep, and you're on the podcast now. And I'm on the podcast now. Look at that. (laughs) Sam Jones, goofy guy from Indiana doing a podcast nationwide. Who would have guessed? That's that's how I feel too, man. I'm just a random nobody from Ohio. Nobody even knows who I am because I don't fish any of these tournaments you guys fish. <laughs> You're but Brad all... freaking Hicks, man. Paddling fan host. <laughs> River smallmouth expert. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Ooh, expert. Moving up in the world. I like it. I'm just joking. Uh, let's get to recaps before this gets a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Well, i tell you what. Why don't you talk about um, – a couple of events that you and that you and um, Brian covered last week, and and I'll talk a little bit about lacrosse before we head into our our guest, Mr. Josh Stewart. Yeah, last week we mentioned uh, kayak bass anglers main championship at the Big Indian Pond, uh, <clears throat> October nineteenth. First place was Tom Jones, eighty-seven and a quarter. Second place, uh, Daniel Bass Knight, eighty-four inches, and third place, Kenneth Mitchell with eighty and three-quarter inches. And Big Bass went to Kenneth Bass Night with 19-inch bass. And then the Solid other one. totals. Yeah, not bad. And then the next one we had here was the uh, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, the Buckeye Classic. They, you, you had to get an invite for this event throughout the whole season. Uh, I think if you won a tournament or Big Bass or something, you know, something like that. But they had their classic October 19th on Buckeye Lake. Ryan Parker came away with a win, 43 and a half. Charlie Gibson, 42 and a quarter in second. And third was Sean Skidmore with 32 and a quarter. Big Bass went to Sean Skidmore, 18 and a quarter. So. Was this a five-fish limit, three or what? Uh, three fish. Three-fish limit. Yeah. Okay. And, right. and Very cool. And go, judging by everybody's uh, post on Facebook, it, it did seem like it was a pretty tough day fishing. Yeah, it looks like there was definitely some limits caught, but not not many. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, last but not least on the recaps here, obviously probably the biggest event of the year uh, outside of the national championship. We had the KBF Trail Series Championship. Um, going on up at lacrosse this year, a little bit different. There was two other championships kind of merged into one. So three total, we had trail series, challenge series and pro tour series, uh, for sake of time, we're just going to cover the trail series tonight, but encourage you guys to go out and kind of look at, um, some of the, some of the results there. 
And we're actually going to have the Pro Tour and Challenge Series champion on the podcast tonight, Mr. Josh Stewart. So we'll get to hear about those events anyway. Uh, but just kind of going through the recap here, your 2019 Trail Series champion and Angler of the Year, Mr. Russ Snyders, um, just dominated on day two, uh, had, a, had a really solid day one as well, and came in with 185.75 inches. Uh, 92.5 on day one, 93.25 on day two. Absolutely crushing it. Taking the trifecta away from his good buddy Josh Stewart um, there on day two. Josh had a 179.75 inches. Um, you know, we'll talk to Josh here in a little bit to see kind of what happened on day two. Because he fell a little bit. He had 93 on day one and only 86.75 on day two. Uh, <laughs> I know. I say only, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. But these guys crushed it. Then the local hero, uh, Jeremiah Burrish, took third place, 174.75. Shout out to Jeremiah. Helped put on an awesome event. He's in charge of everything out there at lacrosse, getting that all set up. Um, got to spend some time with him over the weekend. Really cool. He was on our live episode. Um, if you guys got to see that. So again, shout out to Jeremiah. Uh, it was awesome. My man, look forward to seeing you again soon. Another name that we all know, Jamie Dennison coming in fourth place with 172 Jody queen rounding out the top five with 169. So yeah, crazy man. Uh, Russ got uh, first and, in the trail, and uh, Josh Stewart took first in both Challenge and Pro Tour Championship. Both of them took over twenty grand home, so not a bad weekend. Not at all. Yeah. So with that being said, that kind of concludes the recaps. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our epic guest, Josh Stewart. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor. .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. All right, everyone. We're back with our epic guest. This guy has been crushing it all season. I mean, absolute hammer. I have nicknamed him the Cinco Ninja. <laughs> if you don't know who I'm talking about tonight, we got a very special guest, Mr. Josh Stewart, KBF. Pro Tour Champion, Challenge Series Champion, and a host of other tournaments. He's just freaking knocked out of the park this year. How you doing, Josh? Uh, pretty good, guys. How you doing? Thanks for the introduction, Sam. Yeah, no problem, <laughs> buddy. No problem. I hope I did it well. Um, yeah, doing good, man. Uh, still haven't really uh, recuperated from from this past week up there at Lacrosse. Uh, I haven't even unpacked my car yet. So, um, I'm, but I'm doing good, man. How about you? 
I'm doing uh, excellent. Yeah, I finally got some good good rest once I got back home. So nice to sleep in my own bed for for a change. Right. Yep. Very good. Has it, has everything kind of sunk in yet, or are you still still trying to grasp everything? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's sunk in. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Uh, just it ready. doesn't. It doesn't take as long after you've won, you know. Every freaking tournament you enter, you kind of get used to. <laughs> you kind of get used to the limelight, huh? No, I fish a lot of tournaments, though. That's the thing. <laughs> right, right. And you yeah. know, it's just the probability is that you're probably going to win one sooner or later. Yeah. Sure. So, do you know how many ter- tournaments you've fished this year? Have you re- have you tallied it up yet? No. No. Twenty, thirty. No. Take your best guess. Probably not as much as last year, yeah, but I don't know, maybe okay. 25, maybe? 25? No. Yeah. That's crazy. I did, I think I did like, I think I did like 18, including local stuff, so. Hmm. I was, uh, I think I was around seven or eight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, that, I fished a couple of different local trails and, you know, <clears throat> and. Uh, one salt water. Um, I don't know, maybe not that much, maybe like 20. Okay. Well, I mean, you're no stranger to, uh, to win in big events and, uh, you know, cash and checks, but this was a big payday and this is some big titles here. The, you know, the very first, um, pro tour champion challenge series champion and second in the trail. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but how are you feeling? I mean, is this one more special than the others? Um, I mean, it's it's pretty special. I'd say the most special one was probably the second at Kentucky Lake, though. That's probably the, yeah. It's like my first big big win, you know. Well, right, win, but big payday. Awesome. Okay. Um, how are you feeling? I mean, you've had such an amazing season, right? Like one of those a dream season you might say so how are you feeling about the the overall season um i mean i'm feeling pretty good about it obviously i mean oh yeah. yeah qualified for worlds again you know um got back in the 10 again this year you know uh and that was a nice payday there and that'll keep me rolling in the next year too so yeah right. that is awesome okay good all right stuff. So, so, go ahead, Brad. Oh, uh, you and uh, Russ both had amazing seasons. I was just curious if there's like a rivalry between between you two, since you guys live in the same area. Oh no, we're we're actually we're friends. No, there's no rivalry at all. Not even like a like a oh. friendly competitive I'm not, rivalry. I'm not a little animosity for him, you know, just dominating our local trail every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking the trifecta from you, you know? Yeah. But it's okay. all good. All right. Uh, it's pretty cool, though. I even, I even, both I, from the same I even texted him on, uh, I texted him on the, uh, on the morning, like, good luck, man. You got, you know, you're going to crush him. And he's like, yeah, man, let's take this one and two. And um, I'll take second. I don't care as long as I get AOI. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's cool. Well, you guys definitely did one and two, and he definitely got AOI. So I would say uh, goal accomplished there. Good thing he didn't fish any um, pros or uh, All right. challenges. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
he would have had man that would have been like a over 50k yeah in total earnings had he signed up for the others yeah it's an unreal huge payday yep you don't get big bass if you don't enter exactly exactly (laughs) all right man so let's talk a little bit about this event because inquiring minds want to know how you chose the area you fished, why you chose it, and then, you know, kind of a little bit about how it was set up. So, obviously, we don't want you to give us GPS coordinates here. Yeah. But kind of yeah. kind of paint the picture of how you came across what you did and why why you decided to fish there on tournament day. Um, I mean, I, fished, I pre-fished one day prior in the, the Black River area. You know, like the mouth of it where it comes up and goes around all those islands and stuff. Um, I didn't have much luck in the second day of pre-fishing before the tournament. You know, I went to this – I fished there last year during the uh, KBF uh, Open. And I did – you know, I got sixth place finished, did all right. And there was plenty of fish there. But I was fishing something totally different then. And um, so I went and checked that out and didn't have much luck. There was a lot of bait there, but I just couldn't catch any fish. So I just uh, took off. Uh, just exploring and I found just this huge flat that had like a channel running on each side and current just running all through it and with like submerged uh, lily pads and grass and then it was actually like a jetty wall but I was fishing the front side when you know the current's hitting it they weren't actually in the uh, in the slack water which was kind of weird for largemouth you know but uh and I was I was on the phone, you know, talking to my buddies, and I just started catching them like one after another, and it was it was insane. I just I just keep looking around and holding my rod in the water, you know, make like seeing if anybody could see me catching them, but it was insane. I've never I've never seen anything like that before, where every fish I was well maybe once on Kentucky Lake, but it was I've never experienced anything like that before. So like every cast was a hookup. That's cool. crazy. What was your average length view, would you say? Oh, average was probably like 15 or 16, but the other ones were mixed in there. So how many fish are we talking, 20, 30, 40 a day? I'm, 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 first day of the tournament, I probably caught like 60 fish, but majority of Holy them, cow. 14, 15s. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so I think I might have sorted them all because um, they weren't there like that right and yeah. but also the i think the sun played a big part in that too because we had bright you know sunny days and you know second day of the tournament it was it, the sun was out for like an hour before the clouds hit it and i got a feeling you know that the sun was um warming the, that grass and those pads up and those fish were just congregating there right yeah. and then with the cloud cover they kind of spread out a little bit yeah. more yeah and I, I really had to search for them then gotcha so what were you throwing? I was just uh yeah, just a, a wacky rig Senko. Wacky <laughs> rig Senko. I caught a couple so, on the jackhammer, but Right. So you're known for the Senko, right? No surprise there. I think anyone that follows KBF knows your name, and anyone that knows your name knows you throw a Senko a lot. Um and rightfully so. I mean it's a it's a money stick, you know? <laughs> but what so what is your what's your go-to setup because on facebook you know we had some questions about that like what's what's the setup how are you fishing it is it always wacky do you throw a texas rig do you ever 
you know, peg a weight in front of it? Um, what's, what's kind of like your go-to setup and then how do you choose between the different techniques? I mean, I fish a Senko on every, like, I fish it on shaky head, wacky rig, Texas rig, but for the most part, it's, it's wacky. And, uh, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. If I'm fishing it in deeper water, I'll throw something else, like a shaky head or something. Yeah. I'm fishing more than six foot, I really don't throw it. I'll throw a jig or something, whatever, or, you know, Texas rig. But, um, yeah, most of the time it's wacky, and I use, um, just, 20 pound braid to eight pound floral leader. What kind of rod? I use um, just the APR seven foot medium heavy rod. Okay. Run. Seven foot medium heavy spinning rod? Yeah, like the the APX series. Um, And real, I just use, I just got like a, I've had a Shimano Sahara for like two years and it's, it's, you know, it's a, it doesn't. It's an inexpensive reel, and it's last yeah. minute time. They're really good for the price. Yeah, I, I love those kind of reels, man. Yeah, you can never go wrong with Shimano. Never. Oh, I've tried. Sure. I've, I've tied some. I've tried other reels before, and they don't last as long. Especially, yeah. especially in like the grass when you're dragging the whole kayak over there, though. They don't last very long. Okay. <laughs> so what is it about the Cinco, my man? What what has you going back to that time in and time out? Obviously you're catching fish on it, but where yeah. where did you build that confidence? Um, I mean probably on just on Kentucky Lake. I mean I used to just fish like different styles of stick baits and I didn't think they really mattered, you know. I didn't think the I thought they were all the same and until uh-huh. somebody told me it's like, no, these they're not the same and hmm. Go home and put them in your bathtub and watch what happens. You know, one of them sinks, <laughs> one sinks and wiggles, and one kind of just sits there. You know, that's cool. Nice, that's real cool. Yeah, it's all it's all about the the fall of it and the wiggle when it falls. But I mean, I a lot of people say that you should keep it still, but I do twitch it a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, I like to oh, use. Well, have you ever used the uh, uh, Strike King uh, Ocho? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of, it's what's well, similar like that, but it has eight sides shaped like a octagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing is, uh, I, I like it a lot. It's a nice little stick bait. But... Well, I've also I've also I've I watched a video of like a, a, some dude testing out eleven like eleven eleven different stick baits, yeah. and he, that Berkeley General like it fell really fast and had a lot to it too. But I haven't <laughs> tried any yet though. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, I, I love fishing stick baits. I'm pretty sure that's what John Cox throws. Have you uh, have you tallied up how much money you've won on a Cinco? No. <laughs> He's like all of it. I couldn't even. Wow. I couldn't tell you where I was two months ago. I have no idea. How many rods do you typically? Uh, <laughs> how many rods do you typically carry on the boat with you? Uh, five. Five. That's how many good. of those have a Cinco on them? Just one. It's just the, it's the wacky one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I usually carry one spinning rod. If I'm not fishing the wacky rig, I'm fishing the shaky head, so I'll just change it. I mean, I use the same line setup. So what are so what are on those other five rods? Yeah. So you said wacky worm or shaky head on the spinning gear, then the jig. I know you throw the jig a lot. So what are the other three? Oh, man, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Like next month, it's probably one of them's going to be the the Alabama rig. 
um, spinner bait, you know, uh, and some type of crank bait. Gotcha. You throw top water much? Yeah, or a frog, you know, Gunnersville or something. Sure. All right. So speaking of Gunnersville, pretty simple though. I mean, yeah, you you are you're a simple man, huh? Uh. Fishing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Gunnersville, got a big event coming up next year on Gunnersville. Oh yeah, um, I get to do a lot of pre-fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you I fished gotta... it yet? Uh, that Lucia. Yeah, you froze there for yeah, a second. No, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't fished it, fished it since the, uh, the Tournament of Titans, the Native Tournament of oh, Titans. Yeah, yeah we, we I, covered that. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember. I can't remember who won it. So are you, uh, you pretty excited? Yep. You, uh, you pretty excited about that event? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I kind of wish it was back on Kentucky Lake, but I'll, I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so part I fish is closer to my I house. I think and- everyone in the world is hoping that it's not on Kentucky Lake ever again, just because <laughs> <laughs> they know how much you can just flat out wreck them there. <laughs> well, it'd be better if it was on Kentucky Lake, like in the middle of July. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, There's you a, feel like I'll you're str- better I'll on struggle, the ledge. I'll struggle on Kentucky Lake when it's not full pool. I mean, all my holes are. I only have a couple of spots when it's, you know, during before full pool, summer pool. Mm. So the ledge bite. That's what. Uh, that's what you've got honed in on. No. Oh. Backwater stuff. Backwater yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. I remember, I remember that from the first time you were on. Pretty interesting okay. stuff. That's it. Uh, we get back to this uh, tournament in lacrosse. Yeah, you got a couple questions, bro. Yeah, uh, how many days did you pre-fish altogether? I, I think I missed it. Uh, I missed the question. I froze up. How many days? What? How, how many days did you pre-fish? Uh, two, two days. Okay. And were you confident in all your spots going into day one? I mean, I was confident in that one spot I found, and that's that's basically where I where <laughs> I stayed the whole time. So, yeah. Oh, uh, you yeah. stayed there both days. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I ventured I ventured around a little bit on the second day. I went up to like a spillway, didn't catch anything, then come back. Oh, I caught a pike. Come back down. Then I just started. So- moving out and fishing slower around the where the, the channel runs through beside the grass and I started catching I caught my bit my three biggest fish on the second day like the last hour and a half wow it, how, how long did you get your uh, uh or how long did it take you to get your limit on day one? Oh, day one was quick I mean I think I had limit by like 730 740 or something I can't wow that's pretty quick <laughs> Sam how, how quick did you have yours Day one. Day one. Um, day one, I had it by like nine twenty ten. Like it was before ten o'clock. I don't remember exactly. We had a camera crew in there with us, 
So it was me, Jody, and Marty fishing. And then we had uh, Chad and his two camera guys. So there were six kayaks in there. And I was a little distracted. So yeah. I, I'll be honest with you because I had I, fished around um, at Nickajack. I had fished around them in practice. And I fished around scott butcher on day one and he was taking photos and stuff of me but that was my first time really kind of being in that mix so i was a little bit distracted by that i caught one fairly early on caught another one which was cool because i got to get to do both of those on camera and then i kind of settled down a little after that but um and then once they were gone it was like lights out but uh on day two <laughs> i have my limit within the first 15 20 minutes no, day so two. day two was i was stressing within the first hour because i had like two fish <laughs> oh yeah. no so funny enough on day two we had bird hunt or duck hunters that moved in in our area which uh they were not happy with me because i fished right in front of them but Crazy enough, they literally were probably 50 yards, if at best, from a boat ramp and in a boat lane. Hmm. So they didn't have a chance of killing a duck anyway, so I didn't feel really bad about hurting their odds. And they were set up right out in front of the honey hole. So I mean, that's, they said, how, that's exactly how what happened to Jamie and uh, Tyler. They were sitting right on it. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't even reckon. I looked over about, you know, after the sun come up, and I just seen one of the decoys, you know, spinning. And I'm like, oh, no, there's there's duck hunters on their spot. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. So, that would suck. Yeah, that's a, that's a topic for another podcast, but it was an interesting dynamic. But, yeah, I just – I told them, I was like, look, you know, we're fishing for a lot of money here. Um, they didn't need to know I had no chance of winning. I just told him, hey, I'm fishing for $30,000. <laughs> I, I didn't tell him that I was sitting 50th in the rankings. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe they're fans of the podcast. They're listening now. But, yeah, so I just I just pulled up right in front of them, and then uh, I had my five fish and five cast. Yeah. So, That's cool. And then upgraded from there. So um, it was like nine – or it was like – 20 minutes in when I started uploading the five fish. So, yeah. Um, but day two was a lot better. Uh, but you know, my problem was size. I never found the size. I caught probably 20, 30 fish each day. Um, and day two, I was off my spot by nine twenty, and then I went exploring. I knew I couldn't really upgrade enough to make a difference. So I was like, well, I might as well go check water for the next tournament. So, um, I knew where some of the guys who were at the top were fishing. So I stayed out of those areas, but I did go play around, um, a little bit. So, but, uh, I just never found any size, lots of 13s, 14s and 15s. There's some 16, 17s and eight. 15s, tons. <laughs> yeah. They all yeah, felt it was just cookie cutters. Yeah. They all right. felt so, they were fat and stocky. Yeah. That's for sure. So I don't know if maybe... I don't know if there were bigger fish in there. I fished that spot quite a few times now, and I've never caught anything really big in there. I know Marty caught like an 18. Uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of fish in that area. I just don't feel like there's enough big ones. So even weeding through them like you were doing, I don't think I would have ever found. I've I've watched a lot of like boat tournaments on, you know, like the old like couple of old older BFLs and you know the FLWs yeah. and Bassmaster on lacrosse, and seems like 
the big fish are hard, really hard to come by. They are. For sure. I wonder why that is. I watched I watched probably eighty plus hours of tournaments yeah. on YouTube and, and you're you're exactly right. It's it's perfect form it's the perfect place for the MLF format. But uh those big fish are definitely congregated in certain areas and yeah, you know, guys come across it. They just get lucky and come across that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and and there were guys who really struggled to catch any fish at all. Um, you know, really had to fight for five fish. Some guys didn't even have five fish. Yeah, first day so, of pre fishing, I only had I had I had I caught one fish. Yeah, Jeez. I didn't catch I didn't catch anything until the last day of pre fishing, and I just went back to a spot that I had in previous tournament, just like you did. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, you know, we just missed prime out there. We got hit with the flooded waters. We got hit with the, uh, you know, the temperature swing. The water temperature dropped 15 degrees um, over the course of, like, five days. Wow. And so That's crazy. Um, we, we were at – Yeah, we were – luckily enough, tournament day, first day of tournament was the second day of a warming trend, and the bite definitely heated up for us. Otherwise, it could have been a pretty miserable yeah. tournament. yeah. Josh, you said uh, your your uh, day two was a little bit. Uh, uh, I guess you you struggled a little bit more than day one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to go into that a little bit? I mean, how how quick you had your limit? What you're using on day two? I mean, I basically, I, I caught two in the morning on a on a jackhammer, um, but. I basically did the same thing. I just um, those fish weren't pulled up as, sh- as shallow as they were. I guess because there was no sunshine shining down on that vegetation, and I just yeah, I had to go searching for them. I just I just went further out on the flat, and I guess I mean I I guess I was fishing probably in a foot deeper or so. Because mm-hmm. I was the first day, I was really casting in some really shallow stuff. Hmm. Well, what was now, the water temperature? Yeah, I was like forty eight, forty nine. Okay, so yeah. did you have to slow that presentation down at all or um maybe i slowed, I slowed down just a little bit because i was fishing a little bit deeper i was fishing kind of on the edge of the channel that runs through there okay so yeah i would slow it down a little bit more now you did make a couple key upgrades later in the day yeah that was my my yeah the last my three like biggest were in the last hour and a half <clears throat> and that was, that was because i started moving out towards you know that Like we lost you for a second. It was, it was more like a instead of a channel, it's more like a ditch. It's only like six foot deep, so it's more like a ditch. Hmm. So I, I wonder if that water. Well, <clears throat> you guys said the water was high. I wonder what it'd be like when the water's not high in that area. It would just be solid vegetation. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So let, let me see here. Um, Well, uh, that's all. That's all I got for Sammy. There. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Yep. Barely. That's all I got I'm for day two. You awake, Sam? I'm barely awake. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> I started dozing off. I'm actually sitting in the kayak right now in my garage. So the boat are you pretending pretty... you're fishing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretending I'm Josh Stewart. <laughs> got my Cinco. You're going too fast. Slow down. Oh. 
Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I knew I was doing something wrong all this time. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I think we covered the tournament fairly well there. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's some, some other uh, forums people can go check out more of that story. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about what the future holds for you. So I know you uh, you live one day at a time, but 2020 is uh, is going to be a pretty big year. Lots of options, yeah. uh, lots of rumors, some stuff that uh, isn't quite out there yet, but we know it's coming. Um, what what's kind of going through your head on all that? You know, you've just had this killer season. Are you thinking about 2020 yet? Oh yeah, I mean I'm. I haven't. I don't, I don't really have anything written down on the calendar, but um, if it's, I mean, if it's a big event and it's close to me, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna be there. There's mm-hmm. quite a few at Kentucky Lake next year. Oh, I'll be at all those. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, <laughs> we got Southeast Trail, Southeast Region will be there. We got a Hobie there. We got a Pro Tour there. There. We've got possibly another event there. Um, I'll be cashing some checks next year then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Love the confidence. Oh, oh, should I say, I, I dig it. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are your goals for next year? I mean, what, what are you going to focus on? I guess I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for the, the Worlds next year. They haven't announced where it's going to be at, but – I've heard some rumors, maybe, maybe Peacock Bass, maybe that would be awesome because I feel like I, that's oh, yeah. actually something I could, you know, compete in. Um, that would be sweet. Yeah, so it would be, it'd be awesome. Um, I just, you know, I'll try to qualify for that again next year. Hopefully on Kentucky Lake this time. Yeah. What about AOI? Well, I'm shooting, yeah, I'm always shooting for that. I got it second this year and second last yeah. year. So. Yeah. Your main focus is going to be Pro Tour next year, or you just? Yeah, I mean, I fish Pro Tour, the Hobies, um, Bassmaster. If there's one, you know, where's the where's the Bassmaster one at in the South? The uh, what Bassmaster one? Is there a Bassmaster one? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, could have swore I seen somebody show me something. I think he's messing with you. <laughs> I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> there may there may be unofficial reports okay. of a of a Bassmaster series. Uh, yeah, I think I did hear about hear about that. That's not really a that that. I think I heard about that on Drew Gregory's podcast. Yeah, so there's so nothing, it's already out, out there. <laughs> yeah, nothing official yet, but it's it's coming. It's coming. So okay, all right. What about you? Where are you going? Y'all coming down here? Brad, I'll let you go first. I I don't do any I don't do much traveling, man. That's that's all Sam here. I just live through everybody else that we talk to. <laughs> Carpool with Sam. <laughs> yeah, I could. I mean he lives one state away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I don't I don't know. This was uh my rookie year out there. I fished the trail, I fished uh obviously the pro tour with the trail in conjunction with the trail events. Yeah. Did the FLW stuff, uh, and then did some local stuff. Um 
I, I'm definitely going to focus a little more on local next year. Uh, you know, I got the club championship this year, but I'd like to get the local AOI. Um, so I'm going to focus on that. So, uh, Syac guys, if yeah, you're listening, we have, really good, we have uh, a lot of really good clubs here. So, I mean, there's like a tournament going on every weekend somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and then think- outside of that, I'll fish the central. I, I, I'm probably going to pick and choose my tournaments a little bit more next year rather than just saying, Hey, I'm going to fish this whole, this whole series. I'm probably yeah. going to pick and choose a little bit more because I want to kind of dabble in all of them rather than being so focused on just one trail. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of things that are going to transpire between now and when that all kicks off. Um, you know, the first tournament that's available will be in January, the Tempitational. Uh, not sure if I'll go to that or not. You know, had I made the 10, yeah, I would have been there, obviously. But I don't know if I'll go down and fish the Tempitational or not. And then in that kind of. In, in January, they do the Sailfish uh, in Pompano, too. So I'll be there yeah. doing that. It's gonna be, that's, it's a good event. That's, that's sweet. I've never done any, anything like that, so that's um, pretty yeah. cool. I mean, I threw up for like eight hours last year during during the the, the tournament and <laughs> got so seasick. Then I uh, oh, that's what it was. You were seasick. Okay, and then, well, and that's the I story got, we're going with. I couldn't even find because we launched in the morning time and um, there was nobody on the beach. It was a, it was a bare beach, and when we got back, the beach was totally full of people. So I had no idea where I'd launch from. So. I just oh, kept. Wow. I was just so seasick on the, on the outside the breakers, going back and forth, back and forth. Oh. It was like it was the worst day of my life. But, <laughs> oh man! So it, you're was, so you're was, pumped up to go do it again? Yes, <laughs> I, I was okay the first day because I mean there was I can if I if I can anticipate the waves coming, you know, and I know which way they're hitting me, I'm okay. But there were so many boats out there that on that tournament day it was like being in a washing machine and. Yeah, it got me. It got me quick. That's how St. Clair was this year. It was absolutely nuts. <laughs> so, um, we're start winding this down a little bit. But uh, did you have any highs and lows for the season? Um, I mean, the season started. You know, started out the uh, the at the ten, and uh, that was kind of a low. You know, I was um, leading for the first day. Just had a huge lead and. Second day, I couldn't catch the limit, and you know, basically threw that one away. Yeah. But then it was a national championship, and I got like you know like what I get sixth place finish, and that was you know that's a good finish for a national championship. So, I mean, the lows haven't been that low, but the highs have been pretty high. So, I mean, it's been a good season. Awesome. Um, oops, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's. Well, we went through your um. Sorry, I'm lost. <laughs> um, we got a, a lot of new to uh, kayak fishing uh, guys that listen to the podcast here. We like to go <clears throat> and ask our uh, guests if they uh, can run through the process of uh, getting a fish measured and uh, submitted to the leaderboard. If you could do that for us. Okay. Um, when I catch a fish, um, let's see, what do I do here? I, I usually net them, yeah. And um, when I'm measuring a fish, I um, I sit him down. I sit in my lap. Some people don't like that. I sit the board in my lap. Um, I basically I pinch his mouth, you know, close with my left hand, push his 
body up with my right hand. Oh, hold on. I'll take a picture with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> I take I like take my arm. I hold my camera with my with my hand. I take my forearm and I push him up as I'm pinching his uh, mouth shut with my left hand to, until his mouth shuts and I get him up against the board. Then I take my left hand and put it over him to hold him there. And then I just I, I snap the picture. I, I usually don't have any problem doing that. I haven't lost a fish in a long time. What I used to do was I used to take the net and lay it to the side of the, the lay it to the side of where the fish is facing. That way, if he did shoot off, he would go back into the net. Mm-hmm. I did that when I because I mean I'm in the big rig now and it's wide. So usually when one flops off, I just kind of like smack him in the floorboard and put my leg over him. You know? Yeah. Um, it, I'm. I haven't lost one in it yet, but when I was in that CUDA, it's a lot more narrow. So if he slips out of your, uh, off your lap, he's going, you know, straight in the water usually. But I've actually saved a couple of fish in, during big tournaments where they've fallen into the net. <laughs> I have to try that. So I, I do remember seeing uh, the video from the uh, national championship. You're you're holding your phone up. That reminded me because you you say you hold your phone up with your right oh, hand. Yeah. You have a you have a word you have a word you say to snap the picture. And well, that was that, 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 yeah, that was that old phone, yeah. But I just say shoot now. It well, what kind of phone is that? That was L that was an LG phone, the, the one you could say whiskey. Okay. <laughs> That's I dropped, cool. I dropped it in the water a couple months ago, so I, I got a newer. <laughs> I got finally got a newer phone that's water resistant or whatever. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on video. I started laughing. I'm like, man, I need to figure out how to do that. But I got an iPhone, so we, I can't do it. <laughs> so, uh, cool. Cool iPhone stuff. Is, iPhone uh, voice activation? Not for pictures. You, you'll say, hey, Siri, snap a picture, and it'll pull up the camera. App. <clears throat> so, it's kind of weird. I got to get together. I know. <laughs> All right, it's uh, difficult to hit a button. I don't know. No, hit it's a button just, on the side. It's like the, well, I thought that was cool. I mean, well, it's I easy. feel like it is cool. It makes it less likely that I feel like I'm gonna drop my phone. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't have it, I don't have it tethered or anything. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. <laughs> Living life on the edge. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I've dropped. I've I've dropped two within like a month of each other, within like a hundred yards of each other too. Oh jeez. Oh wow. So you got any advice for uh, somebody who's wanting to get into the bigger tournament scene? Um, advice. Um, I mean, my best advice would be, you know, start out your local clubs and, you know, get good and, you know, get a few techniques that you have confidence in before you um, start, you know, forking out larger sums of money. But I say if you can win your couple of your local clubs, yeah, you're probably ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I really thought your tip was going to be go out, buy a spinning rod, and a bunch of Cinco's. Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> You're probably not going to catch any in the middle in the middle of winter, though. But <laughs> in the middle of summer too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. I think that's all I have. So, all right. so I the hook I use too. The hook I use is very particular. I use that VMC, the Nico hook, like the number two, the small one. Oh yeah. I don't oh the, yeah. Speaking I don't of, use, I don't use a weed guard on it either. I just, it pops out of the grass usually. Speaking of, this guy, we're having dinner. 
where were we at? Were we at River Rats? I don't know. Yeah. We're yeah, we were at River Rats. We're having dinner, you know, having a beer, having some wings, uh, before the tournament. And he's like, Man, I gotta go. I, I gotta go to Gator Mountain. I gotta go to Gator Mountain. And we're like, Why do you gotta go to Gator Mountain at nine o'clock at night? He's like, I need wacky worm hooks. And we're like, There's like ten of us sitting around this table. We're all fishermen. We can hook you up with some wacky worm hooks. No, I need a specific wacky worm hook. It's gotta be the right size. <laughs> Right, brand. So you don't, you he, don't lose fish on those hardly ever. They, yeah, it's a longer shank on them. I feel like it gets around their jaw better. And if I use a wacky hook, I feel like uh, when they hit the grass a lot, they'll just they'll pop right off. But I'll stick those and like I'll stick them in like Gunnersville, and they'll go into the slop, and I'll just keep tension on them, and I I can pull them out of there. Do you uh, do you you say you don't fish it with a weed guard or anything like that, right? Yeah, no, usually no. I feel like that messes up my hookup ratio a lot. Do you use a zip tie or like a band or anything like that, just, or are you just straight into the rubber? I just use O ring. O ring. No, yeah. that's what the whole reason I'm I'm wacky rigging is to save sinkos. Mm-hmm. Or I would just Texas rig them and rip. You know, they would last two fish, and I'd have to throw it away. So make- okay, so that's interesting. So you don't think it's about the action as much as you do just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a Senko catches them pretty pretty good either way. Texas, weedless, you know, just regular weedless with a worm hook or a wacky rig. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right, man. Well, um, got some good insights there. Got a little information about the tournament. Before you head out, you want to you wanna hit up any sponsors or say thanks to anyone? Uh, yes, I think uh, Jackson Kayaks, APR Rods, Yak Attack, and uh, Hog Farmer Bay Company, and my lovely girlfriend, Lauren. <laughs> Got to thank the girlfriend. Letting you go out there and travel as much as you do. Yeah, I leave her home with the dogs, and they're like our, like our kids right now, our dogs. Yeah, nice. As long as you come back with money, I'll, I'll think she's going to mind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Josh, for coming on again. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on another episode after you cash your umpteenth millionth check. (laughs) I hope you're right. I hope I'm on next month with a 20K (laughs) check in my hand. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to covering the TOC and doing some special stuff for that. That's a big event, obviously. And I know, uh, I know you guys got big plans out there. Hoping that Cody can get yeah. a spot as well and uh, oh, yeah. round out, round out the A team. So, <laughs> I got a feeling Cody's going to do really well. I do too. I do too. So we'll be watching. But thanks again for jumping on with us, man. And uh, we'll catch you soon. All right. See y'all guys later, man. See ya. Later. Bye. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. All right, guys, welcome back. We just wrapped up an awesome interview with Josh Stewart, the Cinco Ninja, as I like to call him. Uh, so hopefully you guys learned a couple things there. Got a little insight on what it was like to be up at lacrosse. And, uh, you know, really, he, he broke it down pretty plainly. You know, he went back to an area that he knows, a little bit of a honey hole. Um, due to the high water, it was prime little area. 
and he's stuck with what he's comfortable with and what he's confident in, throwing that Cinco. Um, can't blame him for that. You know, a lot of times what it comes down to is just doing what you're confident in. Tough conditions up there in lacrosse, and, and he found a way to get it done, and, and he found some big fish too. So, um, you know, it was uh, it was definitely cool to, to listen back uh, on that and, and, and answer the, get him to answer some of those questions that we had from the viewers. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Now it's time to go into upcoming events. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was going to say, we should do those Facebook questions more often. I said, that was cool. I agree. I, I like that, too. So uh, if you're listening, be looking out for those posts because uh, you'll have a chance to ask your questions. And, in fact, I'll tell you what we'll do going forward. If you ask a question, we'll give you a little shout-out here on the podcast. Uh, so yep. if you want to, you want a little shout out, want to get your questions answered, put them, put them out there. We'll put, uh, we'll put those posts up going forward. Cool. So upcoming events here. The first one we have the cats classic championship, October 26th, Eastland, Texas. Uh, this says this is a final showdown between 25 or top 25 eligible anglers from the top 25 the classics leaderboard. So to be eligible for the classics elite series, you must have participated in four of the five regular season events. Right. So that's what, that's what that one's about. There's uh yeah, there's already 25 guys signed up. So that's good. They have those all filled and Very yeah. Cool. Texas is a good place to be fishing right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're start starting to see temps fall down and all that stuff, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Cool. So moving on to the next one, we have Virginia Kayak Trail, October 26th at Lake Lake Prince. And that is a one-day tournament. And must yeah, they must have a Norfolk Lake permit for that. So, yeah, if you're in that area, get signed up for that and go out and have some fun. Let's see. Uh, the next one we have is Bam Bass and Kayak Club, October uh, 26th, Lake Concordia, Louisiana. I've never heard of that lake. I haven't heard of that club. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Bam Bassin. Yeah, Bam Bassin. This is it says any public waters on Lake Concordia. So it's another another one we'll be watching this weekend. And then the last one we have here, which caught my eye because of course it's on a river in Michigan. So we'll be seeing some big smallmouth probably. Uh, Topwater Trail Fall Series, October 27th on the Grand River in Michigan. Ooh, it's going to be chilly up there. Yes, it will, but I have a feeling there's going to be some big fish caught. Yeah, those smallies should be stacked up in those deep holes. Yep. And speaking of, I have one of those holes here at home. Oh, you do? I do. And right? I, What's, what size small is you catching out of that hole? 18s and 19s. Hmm. <laughs> so how far am I away from you again? <laughs> I don't know, a couple hours. 
Uh, yeah, you just toss it a Ned rig in there. Uh, that top water. Uh, what else did I throw? Swim baits have worked. Uh, uh, Big Joshy swim bait here in Ohio. It's a local company out of Columbus. Uh, nice. Kitex, of course. Just typical okay. stuff. Well, hey, just another reminder while we're talking about upcoming events. It's not this coming weekend, but Turkey Bowl. Turkey Bowl is uh, just a couple weeks away. November 10th, Geist Reservoir team event. Three-man teams, best three bass. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, we're gonna have a good. We're gonna have a good time. We're even talking about doing a little get together the night before. Um, but uh, yeah, we got guys coming from all over. We got uh, the paddle and fin crew coming down and oh. up. Yeah, we're we're getting a house for that, aren't we? I think so. I think so. I think you guys are uh, gonna put Heck a little yeah. house together. We got guys from Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Illinois. Um, we got the catch boys coming down too. Yeah, I don't know. So, I saw that. So that's Dukes. gonna be interesting. Duke's Duke's bringing down a squad, and he's yeah. already talking a little trash. I'm Dusty's not gonna lie. Yeah, Dusty's coming down. There was a little there was a little trash talking going on after the awards ceremony at the at the championship <laughs> in lacrosse. Uh, there was some smack talk. Already, already uh, flaring up, uh, you know. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll probably do a, a pre-tournament smack talk episode or something on cool. the OG show. But uh, it's going to be fun, and we're also going to be supporting a good cause. We're going to have a food drive for this event. Um, anyone who enters that food drive, just bringing canned goods or box uh, foods. Is going to be entered in to win a pretty cool prize pack from from some of our sponsors. Uh, you know, Big Bass is going to walk away with a big turkey, Thanksgiving turkey that they can cook up for the family. And then, of course, you know, our winning team uh, will get some pretty cool prize packs. So uh, sign up at the ramp the day of the tournament. You can find out all the information on HugerKayakBassin.com. Uh, and or not .com on the Facebook page. We don't have .com loaded up just yet. Still working on that. But hopefully we'll put some stuff, some stuff up on the Paddle and Fin website as well so people can find it there. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I have my new kayak by then, man. be awesome. Yeah. What are you getting again? The uh, Redline Bonafide SS-127. The Redline. That's pretty sweet. I'm digging that Fusion, man. I really like the Fusion. I do too. I, I like all the new colors. So. Yeah. They're pretty sweet. All right, man. Well, this is a jam-packed episode. I think we better yep. wrap it up um, so we can save some stuff to talk about next week. But, you know, uh, shout-out again to Josh Stewart. Congratulations on your wins, my friend. Thanks for coming on the pad- podcast, and happy freaking birthday. Yep, happy birthday, and see you guys next week. Bye. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, 
Get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things. And if he isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. 